Welcome to First Aid, where we focus on caring for our care group. Today, I'm joined with a special guest, and we're going to have a conversation on compassion. Hey, Justin, thanks for joining me. Nathan, thank you. Uh, we want to talk about compassion. We want to talk about listening and caring with compassion. And the verse that comes to my mind to start this discussion off is Colossians 3, 12, uh, starting in verse 12. So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another, forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Now, as I'm thinking about a definition of compassion here, it's really uh, the biblical idea is one of a heart that's like God's. It's uh, connected to Exodus 33, 19, where God declares his love of showing mercy and compassion. It's a heart that takes action to help uh, to rescue. Compassion in, in Colossians, I think, picks up the head game part of mercy. It's the part that thinks. It's an informed heart that then leads to kind action. It's the sort of uh, attitude that Jesus shows when he sees a, a widow going by with the funeral procession with her, her son, or when he's with a crowd that hasn't eaten for three days. He can, he can get his head in the game. He understands what that's like. In fact, the, the great picture of that is in Hebrews 4, uh, 4.15, where it says, We do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but one who's been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Now, Justin, the other day, you and I were talking about something, and, and you said to me, it's not real until it's on your doorstep. And I think that's uh, an idea that captures the biblical idea of compassion, getting ourselves onto one another's doorsteps. So mm. what catches your attention about God's compassion? Yeah, that's that's a great question. And, and uh, Nathan, thank you, first of all, for even bringing up this topic during the season in which we live, right, where we can all demonstrate uh, a little bit more compassion and kindness and patience towards towards one another. Uh, but for me, a, as I was thinking about this question, and thank you for kind of sending over one of these one or two of these questions beforehand. Uh, immediately, as I thought about this particular question, I just thought about how unconditional uh, God's compassion is toward towards us, right? As, especially as sinners, as, as wretched sinners. Uh, even even as I as I think about some of the examples of Christ, where it says that. Uh, you know, he would be walking through a crowd and he would have compassion on them or or leopard and he would go up and touch a leopard and, and have compassion on that person. It's not because he uh, or, or God in and of himself is going to earn anything for that, for that act of compassion, but only because he has a heart of compassion does he demonstrate that compassion. So just the the unconditional nature of, of towards us kind of kind of really strikes me and, and stands out. Yeah, it's uh, that picture in Exodus is, is one where it's tied so closely to God's name, but also to his grace. He moves towards us with a heart of compassion. He acts towards us then with kindness and mercy, but he does that all from his grace. Uh, and of course, the great example of grace is Christ coming. Uh, Hebrews again, that he was made like his brethren in all things so that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest. Um, so we're both parents. We both have um, girls that are very, very different from one another. Yeah. Part of being a parent is practicing compassion with our very different children. So I know you have a lot of experience with that. What are some lessons you've learned about communicating with compassion? Oh, that's uh, another good question. Uh, so, so yeah, we ha we have we have a couple daughters, uh, which can present some some unique challenges. That have to have six unique 
kids created in the, in the image of God, but all different and all with different needs. Uh, for, for me specifically, just some of those lessons, just one, the, the not only the, the verbal uh, sort of thought around the compassion, but also the, the actions that go along with it. So uh, for, for us as grown men to take time out of, of schedules and time out of just the busyness of life, to, to sit down with a child and, and to almost humble yourself to, to go into that atmosphere, to, to go be with them during those, those times of needs, uh, even, even as men to, to relate directly to daughters, right. Uh, to take actions, to, to soften ourselves a little bit, to say, I'm not going to be a, a harsh man in, in this particular atmosphere or whatnot, but, but to, again, humble yourself to, to go closer towards them and meet them where they are. Um, that those are some, some key lessons uh, and then also the, the fact just of, of not, um, I would say, overreacting in situations, right, but trying to understand uh, their point of view from, from a child's perspective, as well as, again, from um, them being female. Um, things, things are just different the way God has aspects of life. And so just being, being mindful of those things and, and being able to act accordingly, uh, to have a compassionate heart towards them are just a, a couple different lessons. But most, most recently for me, I'll, I'll tell you just a, a quick story in the midst of sort of this COVID-19 crisis we're going through. Um, you know, I have a particular child and, and she's very, very, uh, we'll call it affectionate and, and, and lovey and, and all those things that I'm not necessarily towards other people outside of my, my primary relationship, my wife. And so, and so I've really had to cultivate a, a heart in myself to, to say, I'm going to move towards that child in her time of need, right? To, to be a little bit more okay with, with, with affection towards my, my younger children and things like that. So it's just one example of where the Lord even continues to this day to help me work on the actions behind the compassion as well. I know you were telling me about how COVID didn't seem real until it's on your doorstep. And I think that's such a great picture for uh, a heart of compassion. Christ moves, as it were, onto our doorstep to into our our perception of reality. I mean, he defines reality, but he moves so that he understands it from the inside out. And First uh, Peter 3.18, I think it is, describes uh, our heart towards other believers as having a fellow feeling, a sympathy um, and I, I remember thinking about that at camp once thinking about, and I, I don't really look at camp as being a 12 year old anymore. Who's looking forward to roller coaster and being nervous about being away from home. But if I'm going to communicate well with these uh, kids at camp and, and have a fellow feeling, I need to really put myself into that mindset and, and yeah. take the time before I communicate to think about like, okay, what would it be like if I was this 12 year old boy at camp away from home for the first time and worried about the food and not sure how he's going to get through the week and really try to, to put myself as it were on their doorstep. So, so I guess um, as we finish out here for our college people and particularly for people on our care team, as they're interacting with people who are oftentimes in a similar area of life, but maybe more different than they might think, where do you think it's easy for us to struggle getting our hearts onto someone else's doorstep? Where do we skip over uh, the steps that lead towards listening with compassion? Yeah. And that this was such a great question because I, I think uh, in and of itself, there's, there's an answer to, to the, to this question. Uh, and it, and it starts with questioning. Uh, so, so in order to listen uh, effectively and with compassion, you have to be asking the right questions. 
Uh, and, and so not the, the superficial questions of, hey, how's your day going and what's but the, but the hard, difficult questions that uh, deep down inside we don't want to ask uh, because it may cause us to get more involved in, than we want to be involved. And so and so I would say that's probably one of the most particular challenges that we need to be able to face is to be able to die to self in those situations to say, I'm going to ask some of those difficult, challenging questions uh, to, to my peers uh, because I truly do care for them, right? So, so people people are wrestling with anger right now. The people are wrestling with fear. Uh, people are wrestling with anxiety. Uh, some are turning towards Christ, and some are turning towards other alternatives. And so, to be able to ask people, "Hey, how do you feel about these things? Uh, what are you doing to process through them? Uh, where are you going in the Scripture to even find truth about how we should be responding in in these situations in which we we currently live?" All, all are questions that need to be asked and need to be, you need to be comfortable in that space have, a, asking those questions. So that, that would be the one thing that I would be challenging and encouraging our care group to, to do specifically is, is ask the question that you're going to be difficult, that you think is going to be difficult and, and ask it in an appropriate manner, but be okay to ask it because that's how you're going to find out truly uh, where you can be compassionate towards people and, and lean in on, on pe- people's lives. And, you know, just like parenting, I'm struck there that it's, it's just like parenting or hospitality, that sometimes it's hard for us to move towards other people because you, we are worried about what's that going to reveal about my own heart? Hey, I might have to deal with some of these issues like anger or uncertainty or anxiety in my own heart so that I can help other people walk through them. And I just encourage you to, to as you're listening to this, to think about, hey, where can I take my experience with the things that I've wrestled through with the Lord and seen his goodness and, and his faithfulness, where can I ask wise questions along those lines? And then sometimes when you get an answer that you didn't expect, or you don't feel like you can feel, remember that, that uh, the three of us are here, James and, and Justin and I are here to uh, help back you up with that and help you think about how Christ is sufficient, how he is a faithful priest who, who has been where we've been. Even when we haven't been there before, we can point someone to, a high priest, because this is biblical compassion, pointing them to the high priest who has infallibly been there and can infallibly bring you home out of it. So once again, thanks for your patience. Thanks for listening with us. Uh, We are so grateful for the work that you do every week, encouraging and caring for uh, the students in this college ministry. And uh, we ask that in a couple weeks, you listen again as we have another episode of First Aid.